Welcome to the Vineyard Nordic podcast. My name is Jon and I am leading you through these conversations. The Vineyard Nordic podcast is the best way to stay up to date with the latest news and inspiring stories relating to how God is at work in the Vineyard Nordic community. Today is a summer special episode where I'm very happy to sit down with our Nordic coordinator, Natalie Lomax Jessen. Originally from Nashville, Tennessee, but now lives in Denmark with her husband and two kids, and one of them only one month old. And we will probably hear a little bit from him today as well as we talk. Something I enjoyed from, I guess, probably all of the speakers is they had kind of one message, and that was they all just started where they were. It was just like it was so encouraging just to say, okay. I'm just going to talk to these people in the supermarket and see what happens. And if it's a fail, then it's a fail. But does it actually matter if you fail? It was so encouraging from the speakers. All of them just decided like, okay, I'll just start. I'll just start today and, and see what happens. In today's episode, we are summarizing the first season of this podcast. We will talk a little bit about our own highlights, what we have heard from people that's been listening to this podcast. Uh, we will also talk a little bit about the upcoming events. But most of all, you will also hear about Natalie, her own stories and uh, what she's working on. I mean, a lot of people of you have probably heard her name or seen her uh, at our different conferences and events. But today you will also get to know her a little bit more before we're talking about the podcast and summarize the first year we have had. So very welcome to listen to today's episode. Okay, very welcome again to this summer special episode. And today I'm very happy to have you, Natalie, here as a guest to summarize the first season and also share a little bit about who you are. I think a lot of people have heard about you, maybe seen you on our different events in the Nordic Vineyard. So very welcome here, Natalie. Thank you. And we have uh, Axel, he's with us too today. Yeah, we actually have your newest member of the family, Moses, here. And uh, we know he has a really busy schedule now. <laughs> uh, so it was nice to be able to catch you guys anyway. So how are you doing? To get him. Yeah. <laughs> it's good so far. I've been on my maternity leave for five weeks. He's five weeks uh, yesterday. And it's been really nice. It's a different uh, pace than what I'm used to. Very slow. Uh, and no sleep in the nights yet, but we'll get there eventually. <laughs> yeah. How is it compared to the first kid? Way easier, I think, because uh, I think with Moses, it was really challenging to get used to being less independent. And this time it's more, I think, since I understand that everything's a phase, then I can embrace the hard things and the good things. Yeah. Now, of course, don't sleep at night, but it is a bit cozy with a small baby where I'm just the biggest star of his life. So that's a, that's nice. That's that will nice. only last for another year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Natalie, for the people who doesn't know you very much, more than maybe your name, how would you describe yourself with three words? That's a classic in this podcast. Yeah. Hmm. I guess the first should definitely be organized, probably a bit loud. That has to do also that I'm American, I guess. And I just like to have fun. I really yeah. like to have fun. What yeah. do you like to do then? That's fun. What's fun in your life? I like when this sounds totally not cool. But I like when Jakob and I, of course, now with Moses and we're actually taking a bike ride together. I think that's really fun. I yeah. think it's been fun having a kid on that's two and a half years old and like finding out what kind of music he likes and dancing with him. 
He likes now, I think he learned it by himself, he thinks now that every time we play a certain song that he should stand on our living room table and dance. Because <laughs> it's just so fun. And I love that atmosphere in the apartment that we just have fun. Yeah. And it should just be light. And I, I like that our kids will grow up with that kind of atmosphere. Yeah, that's so yeah. good. And you also <laughs> mentioned that you that you're loud I th- as and you said that you're maybe that's because you're American yeah. how has that been moving to Denmark marry a, a Danish husband and living with Danish friends <laughs> now it was a it's a change I yeah. think <laughs> because at first I was really a bit self-conscious about it and I guess to a certain extent I still am because like uh Moses He will say hi to all kinds of strangers and he sings songs while we're walking from the apartment to his school. And for me, I'm thinking, oh no, don't give all the attention to us. Now they know we're foreigners. But actually, it's been kind of a journey these five years to learn this is just who I am. And I should Mm. accept that. I don't want to suppress who I am. No, that's good. (laughs) And you also said organized. I mean, I can really sign under on that. You've been (laughs) helping us last years now in the Nordic to coordinate the events and uh, as a PA also uh, and just helping out in general. Why do you think you are drawn to that? I think I think I've always been this way since I was younger. I remember I think we were talking about spiritual gifts when I was very young, maybe 10 years old. And people were getting all the cool gifts like healing or something. And I think mine was, you're very administrative. And I thought, this is so not cool at all. But I think there's freedom when everything has a place and you can help people. And for example, when I first started as the vineyard admin, I put a bunch of the old board meeting notes in order and organized those because I thought we should have these on hand if we ever need them. So Mm. they all were reformatted. And I just like doing that kind of thing. It's really nice. Yeah, I I can totally see myself in a lot of those things as well. Like when I grew up, that's been also kind of challenging as well. Like, you know, you're growing up and you think you should fit these different boxes, you know, like what's cool or what you're supposed to be good at in church or whatever. And then you find yourself having skills that are maybe not the coolest, but they are as important, I would say. So that's really good. It creates the space for more freedom in other areas. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And <laughs> you're from the U.S. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, I was, I'm from the U.S. I was born in Nashville, Tennessee, so grew up with a lot of music. Yeah. Uh, we're, I have nine siblings. I'm number four. And that wow. was really fun. That's so fun to grow up. We all lived in the same house, of course, and it, it's not a very big house. So I shared a room with many of my sisters. <laughs> yeah. How, how is the difference between you guys? Like the, in, Yeah, the I have... Yeah, the oldest one was 18 when the youngest twins were born. Yeah. And then like the youngest twins, I have 10 years between me and them. Okay. And so, but it's it was so fun. We were all homeschooled. Yeah. Which uh, was a big adventure and very chaotic. Yeah. But it I mean you were like a big class at home anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. And you know, my mom, she had a room that was like laid out for us. This is where we did our school and she was organized in that way. And that was it was so nice because when you're extroverted like me, you always have someone to hang out with or to talk yeah. to. And that was really fun. And my mom, of course, she homeschooled all of us, but I remember I thought it was so boring. But before we were allowed to start our school, she would we would all read the Bible together for mm-hmm. an hour. And so all the kids, we had to come sit at the dinner table, 
and everyone had their Bibles and you had to read part of the chapter, what we would read that day. And I thought it was so boring, but now I can see it was such a big gift mm. like to really sit. And that was the first way we started our day. Mm. And that was so cool that she did that. And it's now really something I was, I'm happy for. Yeah. It's a really good routine to start in that age. I would say. Yeah. 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 And later on, what, what was interesting you? What, what did you do in your early years? I was educated as a chef after, like in college, I was educated as a chef. That was really fun. And then that caused me to move to New Zealand to a YWAM base because the YWAM base my sister was working on, they needed someone to come work in the kitchen and they wanted someone who had some training so who could keep the cost down but make some food that was really good. That was, I thought, okay, well, I don't really have anything holding me in the States, so I guess I'll just do it and see what happens. So I moved out there, and I worked as a mission builder for some months, and then I did a DTS, and then I ended up staffing a DTS where I met Jakob, who is Danish. And so then we got married a couple years after that, and then I moved to Denmark. Okay, so you were with Youth with a Mission for quite a, a number of years. 2013 till I think 2016 almost. Yeah. Yeah. That was really fun. Really me. Yeah. yeah so- I really like, I, I also been there as you know, and it's so good times. I, I really like to be in, in that kind of bubble for a while. And I, I wasn't as long as you were, but yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's so good. So you met Jacob there and then you decided to move to Denmark. How come? I mean, for me who have a little bit, maybe too romantic, uh, view of the state sometimes and you know been wanting to live there and you know all the good parts maybe can't understand moving to Scandinavia or I mean I can now I'm a little bit hard but you maybe understand what I mean <laughs> it is I will say now that I've moved away I appreciate it much more the yeah. state you get the best parts then yeah it's yeah. like there's so many different cultures and different types of food and different yeah. landscape and so many national parks yeah really a great country but Jakob, he was in his at university and he had still a few years left on his engineering degree. And I mean, I thought I had visited Denmark a few times and I thought it was really a nice place. And I thought it seemed this kind of family work-life balance was really balanced right. I thought that was nice. And, and then also I loved riding my bike everywhere here in Denmark. Yeah. In the States, it was so fun. I had a Mini Cooper, which was so fun to drive. There's just a lot of time used transporting from one place to the next place. And here you can have fresh air, biking every day. And I thought, yeah. oh, we'll just do that. Yeah, that's good. Copenhagen is a good city to come yeah. to, I, I would say. It's really cozy. And- yeah, it's really oh. cozy. There's something very charming about the different areas. It still feels modern in many ways, but there's something that feels still very old and it's yeah. charming. I like that a lot about Copenhagen. Yeah, that's really good. And we touched on that a little bit before, but what are you like working with in the vineyard? I mean, now you're on maternity leave, as we know, but what are you doing otherwise? So I've worked as the admin for, I think about four years now, maybe a bit longer than four years. And then I also work a little bit in Copenhagen Vineyard. And that's yeah. been uh, really nice. I've, I'm working in Copenhagen Vineyard on their team, their um, service team which is helping with the different services. But of course, now I have a, a maternity leave break from them. Yeah. But it's really fun just to see how church services work and how do we keep them organized so that ministry time can happen without there being too many obstacles in the way. Mm. So that was really fun to start learning about that. That's really good. And we will 
perhaps see you maybe next year again, more in live. Maybe you are joining summer camp, I guess. Yeah, we've talked a lot if we should come. I don't know if we can with the... Yeah. But we'll see. I think it yeah. would be fun just to see everybody. Yeah, that's going to be fun to, to have camp again. Yeah. So if I move on here and have some short questions for you to answer, and I, I know you're the one doing all these amazing questions for each episode that we send out to the pastors and <laughs> leaders. So you know this order by now. So the first question would be, summer is of course here right now. And what's the best thing for you to do on a sunny summer day? Okay, because we don't get so many sunny days in Denmark. But as long as you can be outside, it's so wonderful. And I think coming here from the States and seeing these long summer days in Denmark mm. and just sitting outside with a glass of wine and the sun is still up at nine in the night, it's so cozy. Every yeah. time we have a family visiting us in the summer, that's what we do. Try to be outside and just take advantage of the long days. Yeah, that's so good. I experienced it last week. We were out playing board games until like 10.30 p.m., I think. <laughs> and it's just starting to get dark outside. Yeah, and you really uh, have this feeling like, oh, it's summer now. Yeah, it's really good. Um, share one thing that not many people know about you. Oh, funny. Um, I played rugby for maybe five years. Oh, like the original rugby or... Yeah, I was on a team that was so fun. At one point, I was on a team with one sister. And then when she graduated from high school, I was on a team with my younger sister. Oh. Together, the three of us joined a kind of, I don't know, intermediate team. And yeah. We played for about one year. That was really, really fun. That sounds good. So how would you define leadership? Hmm. I think being a good listener is a really important part of that. It's just to listen and observe, see what's going on. And then while you're observing what's going on, finding those people which you can put into place into other leadership roles or just finding where can they work on a team. Mm. So finding the right spot for each one. Yeah, yeah. Just mm. like being able to point those people out or encourage the ones who are looking for their place. Mm. Yeah. Really important. And maybe you answered this already partly, but... What's the best thing with Denmark and what's the thing you miss the most with the States? Oh, I think all of the relationships, the friendships that you have in Denmark, what I've experienced, they're so deep. I've really, really enjoyed that. Nothing superficial about the friendships I have in Denmark. Whereas oh, that's good. Sometimes in the States, we're so warm and inviting, but sometimes it's a bit hard to come under the surface. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's but a good I, thing. Yeah, I really found if I was invited to someone's house in Denmark, they wanted to find out who I was. They wanted to build a friendship. Mm. And in that way, you feel a lot of freedom to go deeper in friendship. I've really enjoyed that. I That's really good to hear. Yeah, I, but I think it has something to do with being in Vineyard as well. What I miss the most sounds so ridiculous, but probably like Texas barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like a taco truck. <laughs> Just yeah. I just, you can't, if you can't have the same experience here, even no. if we have all the right ingredients or make it the same way, it's not the same. I no. mean, it's good to visit Steve and Ted Jeans though. He, he's quite good at his he's so good. Texas barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Think, yeah. <laughs> but that's maybe the closest you can get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good. Okay. If you could choose three persons, dead or alive, that you would spend a dinner with, who would they be? And what would you like to discuss with them? I mean, of course, I should give this answer, Jesus. 
I would think because I would really like to see how his personality is. Like, mm. how many jokes did he have? Which sounds so ridiculous, but and what kind of jokes did he have? Were they dad jokes or were they a bit like clever jokes? Yeah. I would just love to see, just sit at a table and watch him talk to other people and see how he is. Mm. I think that would be really fun. Mass Mikkelsen, I think it would be so funny to have a dinner with him because in the States where I've grown up, he's always a villain in all the movies. Yeah. And in Denmark, when I came here, he's such like a dork in every single Danish movie. And I think it's just uh, so funny. I would love to hear how he, what he thinks about that. Yeah, that's good. And it would be fun to have dinner with my mom and dad because they're so far away too. But it would be uh, fun just to see them a little bit more often. That's a good one though. I can really understand that. Uh, so this episode we wanted to kind of highlight a little bit what's been on for the first season that's almost been a year we've been releasing episodes every month from may last year and now we're gonna have a short summer break and be back in september again and just first i wanted to share a little bit about the background for you who are listening about the podcast we've been doing this for quite a while now and the story behind is a little bit as we also been telling in the intro episode that we wanted to have a platform where we could gather us in the Vina Nordic to hear stories, be encouraged from what God is doing all around our nations and countries. And it's good to see there are listeners all around the Nordic countries, but also in other countries around the world following us and perhaps getting inspired from, I mean, it's been such good talks this uh, year. I've been amazed every time you hear so many good there's so much value and yeah. gold out there. What do you think, Natalie, about that? No, I agree. And I think that's been so amazing to have this kind of platform or tool, if you want to say that, to reach so many people. And we can interact with each other in a way we haven't had access to before. And that's been really great. I think that's really great about the podcast. And good on you for just getting it started. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. I actually... Like a lot of ideas I, I usually get is when I'm out running because normally I'm quite busy. I mean, I like to be busy or do things, yeah. <laughs> not just relax. So running is a good place where I, I can't do things and I can't be focused on other things. And that was actually one time I kind of felt it that quite clear that this was maybe something for us. And then yeah. thinking and praying a little bit about it. And we were talking about it and see if there was a value in it. And I, and I definitely think so, not just because I'm doing it, but I think <laughs> I have learned so much and I heard people hear and learn so much from the stories that we get to hear. So do you have any kind of highlights from your listening to the podcast that you want to share about? I think it's been so nice to listen to each of the podcasts, especially since when I was making the questions for them, I really had to listen a little bit more deep, maybe, or try to find some nuances on how do we form these questions. But something I enjoyed from, I guess, probably all of the speakers is they had kind of one message collectively, and that was they all just started where they were. It was just, okay, I'm just going to go for it and we'll see what happens. And I think that's so inspiring, especially somebody like me. I'm quite organized and I want to have things lined up before I just start. But like, it was so encouraging just to say, okay, I'm just going to talk to these people in the supermarket and see what happens. And if it's a fail, then it's a fail. But does it actually matter if you fail? It was so encouraging from the speakers. All of them just decided like, okay, I'll just start. I'll just start today and, and see what happens. Yeah, because often it's so easy to find you need a plan and you need everything. And I, I was reminded of that today, actually. I listened also to the podcast in the US, Vineyard Now. And I think they talked about this just starting 
starting somewhere, but also start where you're surrounded with God. I mean, you're in front of him just praying and seeking. And if you get an idea or you get something, go for that and, you know, try it. And it will kind of develop over time. So not wait too long, I think. That's a really good one. I also, I picked some stories. I mean, I definitely love all the episodes. I'm so happy to be able to learn so much from all these great people that we've been having here as guests. But some things that I've been taking to me and my own life is quite recently, we had interviewed with Chuck and Taryn, who was visiting us in Copenhagen during the summit. They shared this about when they're church grew to an amount where they couldn't be in the existing building, they had to find a new building. And they felt really strong that they weren't supposed to be a mega church, you know, find a big building. They were more about planting smaller communities or smaller church locations out of the big church. Uh, so they are still one church, but they have small local places where they meet. And out of that, it's been so much more easy to actually be locally attached where they are. And that's something that's been with me last couple of years. Like, how do we plant churches that are really engaging in the local community? And I was really encouraged to see how they have done that in Scotland. Like, I think they had seven locations now in that city where they are and seeing them reaching out. That, that was really inspiring. And and also I had from when the interview with Andreas, I think that was a, just in general, a very important and inspiring episode, hearing him share about the core values of the Vineyard movement, about kingdom theology and the Holy Spirit and his own stories. Uh, just the, the simplicity and the, you know, non-dramatic or non-charismatic way of, of, you know, praying for people, seeing God show up in miraculous ways out of just kind of a, laid back attitude. I think that's really inspiring. And also the last one I want to share is, you know, I'm a quite a busy person. And I like to do a lot of things, but I think last year I've been challenging a lot in finding time for Sabbath and find good practices in life where you kind of deconnect from things. And then we had this episode with Erika Kusilina from Finland, and she talked about this, you know, rest and Sabbath. And I think that was also really encouraging just to see how, how that is important in the midst of our busy lives and church growth or plans or, you know, ministries. It's so important to find these places because I know from my own life that when I have those times, that's really where I find God and I also see clearly his plans for my lives. But if I don't stop, I just go on in my own strength. So I think that's important. I think after that podcast, that specific podcast, I did feel convicted in the most, in the best way. And yeah. I thought, no, actually, I don't take a Sabbath. Because I'm really, you know, the type would we just keep going. And yeah. of course, we just think, oh, I can do that in my strength. But you begin to lose an inspiration and start to get just a bit tired and maybe a bit frustrated. And so taking that step back and taking a Sabbath, that was so good to listen to, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that was really good. And also another thing I just got reminded of now was this episode I did with Malin and Tobias, who is one of our young leaders in the movement. And I think it was so nice when Malin shared, and we used this in some leader group we had with some older guys. And she shared in the episode about like, if you're 30, 40, 50, you know, whatever you are, act your age, don't be a 20 year old youth yeah. guy for me because I want older leaders I want you to act your age yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that was really good because often we think that we should be cool and hype when we we're around young people and um, often what they want is us being us and give them what we have out of our life stories so I think that was fun but also very clear and sharp 
I like that about this generation now. I can't remember what they're called. It's not Gen Z, but I like they want authenticity. Listening to my younger sisters talk about that, I love that that's what's coming up now. That's the next generation that's going to be leading the churches. Do they want authenticity? That's beautiful. Yeah, that's really good. And do you have some stories that you heard from other people around the podcast, you know, feedbacks or yeah, some highlights? Yeah, most, most of them were first saying, what, we have a podcast? And I thought, uh, yes, jump on the train. <laughs> but many were really just saying it was a good tool, like on how they can hear from many of the churches. You know, when we see each other at summer camp, I think many who are in the Nordic come to summer camp or summit, but mm. some are not coming to every event. So when they would see people, you don't always get into those deep topics. Mm. You have a few minutes. So just hearing like some talk about, it was fun to hear from other churches or hear about different experiences. That was really encouraging. Also, for me to hear that, okay, it's, it is making a difference in people's lives. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. I also heard some stories, like uh, I met this guy on winter camp, actually, we had in Norway with the youth. And I never met this guy before. And he's like, oh, yeah, I think you're the one doing the podcast, right? And I'm like, yeah, 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 it's me. And it's like, oh, I've been listening to everything and I'm quite new to Vineyard. And it's been so inspiring to hear, you know, about Vineyard and just getting to know the movement more. So that was really good. And, and then another story around the same kind of finding Vineyard through the podcast. In a way, I heard from one of our pastors in Sweden. He had this, um, he was working outside for in a Saturday and he met this guy in his neighborhood that was also outside. And, and that was a family they have just been, you know, saying hi to over the years, not really talked to. And then he thought like, okay, I had to be proper, introduce myself. And they had a good, uh, you know, talking time where they talked about the house and work and what the families are doing and everything like that. And then he also understood that they were Christian. So he said like, yeah, I'm also that, but I haven't found a church yet to, to belong to over the years. And yeah, this pastor, then he shared, you know, about the vineyard in the city and, and then their talk was over and they went back to their gardening. But then actually the same day later, this man came up to him and told him that a couple of days earlier, I think he had prayed to God to help him find a church. And then this pastor came up and talked to him for the first time. And so that was so fun. And actually after that talk, this guy had went back home. He had Googled Vineyard and he had found this Vineyard Nordic podcast. And he's been listening to all episodes and he thought that the church and the movement sound really interesting. And he wanted to come to visit on a, you know, a Sunday service, which he did the same week, the day after. And then after that, he's been coming, you know, many times and and he's also been in other gatherings that they had. And he now see this church as his church. So this is like a really cool story out of, you know, that's just God moments, you know, telling him to say hi to this guy at exactly at this time. And, and just now, a little spontaneous, I get reminded of this thought that doing church, discipling people could look so different. Like I heard this guy said that sometimes we're called to our neighbors, colleagues and everything, but... It's also about trusting God's timing. So maybe actually this guy, even that it's been a couple of years, not saying hi properly, but maybe now was the time he was ready to have this proper conversation. And he was there, you know, really asking God for a church and then this and this happened. So I'm just very inspired to hear that. I think that's really good to summarize a little bit about this, what has been so far. And as I said, we're planning to start on the, the next season in September again. And we have some really good episodes actually planned to be interviewed here soon. 
We might have some of our guest speaker from the summer camp joining in for an episode. That's my plan and hope. So we'll see. I won't say any names now, but we'll see who's coming up. But other than that, Natalie, what's coming up in the Nordic movement? I mean, what's the big events? I think summer camp is the next big event, which is so exciting because we haven't seen each other in so long. And the energy of summer camp is so fun. And I think summer camp, it's a great place, especially to invite friends who maybe aren't Christians or they haven't been to a vineyard or not coming to church because there's so many different ways to experience God. And it's yeah. also relaxed in many ways. I love that. So we have yeah, that. I'm really looking forward to it. It's really like a big family gathering. You like it. Going around, it's like cozy. You say hi to people, have an ice cream with someone, and having lunch in the outside in the grass field with yeah. someone else. And picking yeah. all blueberries. That's so yeah. cool. That's yeah. good. And then we have the worship retreat that's coming up also, which will be so good. Yeah, and it's a Nordic worship retreat this year, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I think yeah. they haven't had one in. It must be in two years. Yeah. Because now I don't have. I'm not up to date as much as I was five weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> But they haven't had one in many years. They've yeah. had the national ones, but not a Nordic one in a long time. Yeah, and they had some Zoom gatherings now during Corona and stuff. But I think this is really something that I want to inspire everyone and encourage everyone to go to. I mean, you don't have to be the typical, you know, worship leader or guitarist or pianist or anything. But, you know, worship is so much more than music. It's like art, it's dance, it's poetry, yeah. it's everything. And I think what they wanted to encourage in the worship movement in the Nordic is really seeing worship as a broader perspective and yeah. encourage people. So if you have a heart for worship in some way, go there. I think you find information on our webpage, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And also I want to highlight, we have this youth leadership conference in September in Gothenburg. There will probably be some information up on the webpage when this episode is released. And we also have different national gatherings, I think, during the year, some for the whole national yeah. movement, some maybe for some ministry groups and stuff like that. So I think the best way to find out that is the national websites that's and right. social media. I think yeah. that's the best place. There's, yeah. a month, there's a Vineyard Nordic newsletter that comes out and that also has all the dates for upcoming events. Yeah. So please sign up for the for this newsletter if you, you haven't done it. Yeah. You can just find more information on the website. Yeah, so it's vinyanordic.org. Yeah. And for the youth events, we have youth.vinyanordic.org. And I think for worship, I think it's vinyanordicworship.org. I believe so, yeah. 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 There's so you, many to memorize. Yeah, there's so many. I think you find everything on vinyanordic.org. Then yeah. you have link to everything. Yeah. So the last questions, what do you long for in the times to come in the in our Wiener Nordic movement? If you look in the future, do you have a dream or something that you long for? I think just, and it sounds so funny maybe, but just more people coming into the churches. Because what I've experienced coming in, the first time I came to Copenhagen Vineyard was before Jakob and I were together. We were just uh, friends and I was visiting church. And I just felt very welcomed. And I want other people to feel that when they come into the church, that they feel welcomed and that there's a place for them. And they start this journey on getting to know who is God. And that's my dream that they, more people come into church and get more involved in the Nordic movement because there's so much fruit that comes from that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I also really long to see how we can be part of like impacting our local communities. That's really on my heart. People that knows me knows that I'm kind of eager to talk about this. But I, that's really my dream for my own life to see that happen more, to really see how can we establish local churches being important. Like I, I remember this guy said it one time, like if our church were to disappear from the city would it yeah. yeah would they even know do we have such an impact that actually matters for the people so that's yeah. something i dream of and i think we have a great potential and yeah. we have many good churches that have done such a good job over the years so i'm really happy for the future yeah me too so I just wanted to say thank you for joining in for this special episode. And I know you're going to get your other kid from school and everything that comes with that. So uh, thank you so much for your time and hope to see you soon again. Yeah, thank you. It was really so fun to be on. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to follow the Vina Nordic movement and everything that is happening, you can go to Facebook and Instagram and follow us under Vineyard Nordic. You can also help us by subscribing to this podcast on the different podcast platforms. When doing that, you will also get an update every time we have a new episode out. So again, thank you and see you again next time. Bye bye.